Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Bonjour, you're watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is TK Trinidad, aka the Canadian Assassin, and I am not alone. She's the host and creator of a Wrestling Gal podcast. Please welcome Ella J. Hello, TK. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, and we have an amazing guest today, so I'm super excited. Oh my gosh. This, I mean, that's why you guys watch. It's not for us. It's for the guests. And um, she, you have seen her on Shine and Shimmer and so many other promotions. She's a two-time Pro Wrestling Alliance champion. Please welcome Shaza McKenzie. Hello. Hello. You said Shaza McKenzie correctly. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know, you still don't even understand... Right? Yeah, folks, like I, I like to give behind the scenes and like we're literally for a name that it seems to be spelt so like we're literally spending 10 minutes. Yeah, it's a situation. So I, I'm always very like, take a breath. It's, All right. It's, so. it's, yes, you did great. You did. You nailed it. Thank you. Thank you. I um, also want to give a backstory that we've been trying to get you on the show for three years now, three or four years now. Oh. And the time difference and then. There one time you were in America, but then the time and the network we're on and all this other stuff. So I am so happy that we can make this work. I think the timing is impeccable now that we're on Fight TV and more people can see you and all that good stuff. So welcome. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm glad that we can finally make this work and figure it out because there's so many different time zones. And I, I always get worried that I'm going to like, mess up the time zones and be like yeah i'll talk to you at this time and then like be three hours late and people will be like excuse me where are you and i'm like i don't know i'm sorry but we worked it out we got we all got here yeah. at the same time at the right time so this is yeah this is a success so far it is this is one of those things where you like you have to google like the time here and the time in australia and then i was like is there other time zones in australia is a lot yeah. there's a lot going on that i had to like just double check <laughs> Because, yeah. you know, so it's a situation. But but again, here we are. I was uh, reading some of your Instagram posts and your Twitter posts. So um, Australia is on lockdown again. Not all of Australia. Most of Australia is fine. <laughs> I am just in the part of Australia that is locked down, um, which is fantastic. And I love it. Um, so we're at this point, we're at the end of our fifth week of lockdown. Uh, and it's just been extended for another four weeks. So I will have a minimum of nine weeks of lockdown. Um, I am not overly confident that it's going to be done in these four weeks, but hopefully, hopefully, but it is what it is and it's, it sucks, but it is what it is and we just got to just roll with the punches and see where the world takes us. Yeah, I think LA is on their way to a lockdown again, too, because it's getting kind of, yeah. yeah, kind of getting very, I don't know, weird. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. To, to, I don't know if we're hugging. I don't know if we're fist bumping. I don't know if we're wearing masks. I don't know if we're not wearing masks. Like, it's all a very con confusing, you know, time. People are getting vaccinated. People are not getting vaccinated. People get half the vaccination. I, I don't know what's going on. It's, it's, yes, it's, 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 it's we're all we're all just figuring it out as it all goes along and you just gotta each day you don't know what's gonna happen you just gotta you just gotta roll with it so 
we're all in lemon, this together lemon, as le- they yeah say. lemonade out of lemons or whatever it is <laughs> yeah that's for sure y- you also did though you recently participated in a seminar with lance storm correct yes yeah. i did that yesterday morning um i just happened to see him like advertising it on his twitter and i was like oh that's like 9am. I don't have to be at work because I'm locked down. I can, of course, I, I'm available to do that. It's like, normally I wouldn't. Like, I think he does them somewhat regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it would be at 9am on like a Wednesday morning where I would normally be at my job. <laughs> but I'm not currently at my job. So I was like, yeah, like, why not? Like this, why not take advantage of this opportunity that would so rarely be like available yeah so what are some of the things that you that you took away from that experience because obviously australia is on lockdown so you got to keep yourself knowledgeable and keep on moving on so what were some of the things that you took away from that experience or gained from it really oh oh my god it was great it was um it was based on the the, like topic of the seminar Mm -hmm. was um about like structuring matches and how you put matches together and um, I think at the start, like, it, people get, like, a bit shy to ask questions. I was like, no, mate, I've, I've paid money. I've, <laughs> I've got questions. You're going <laughs> to, like, I'm ready. So, like, and then people started to open up and ask a few questions and stuff. And so it, it, it went all over the place. But it was, like, a lot of, like, interesting. It's just always nice to get other people's ideas and opinions on how things get put together. And you're not always going to agree or, like, take what you're taught and implement it into what you're doing because I think everyone has like their own little bits and pieces that they take and I wouldn't I wouldn't say like how I wrestle and how I put together matches is exactly the same as how someone has told me to do it I've just sort of over the years taken the bits and pieces from different people that I think worked for me and so like there's there was definitely stuff that I was able to take out of that and now I just need to be able to have a match at some point <laughs> to, to put it into practice. Do you think that yeah. you'd be able to implement anything that you took from that seminar into your own role as a trainer at PWA too? Yeah, I think um, especially so right now we've been doing a lot of um, like Zoom online training just to keep everyone in the school connected and like, uh, you know, still using their brains and stuff. And there is a lot of stuff in wrestling that you can do that is theory, like match reviews and you can do promos and you can do like character workshops where you really break down everything about your character and stuff like that. And then also go over like match reviews. So I I definitely think that there's going to be stuff that I was able to pick up and I'm going to be able to implement into teaching it to the, the people that, for some reason, listen to me when I teach them stuff. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, in a previous interview, you talked about the, the game plan for 2020 before the world blew up, um, that you were going to come back to the U.S. So, I mean, part the part that you are in that's currently on lockdown, what what are you going to do when you become a free woman? Like, what's the, what's the game plan? Look. Like I, so our borders have been shut for 18 months. Um, and I like literally the second they say that like we can get out, like I was, I was first to get, like when they said I could get the vaccine, when I, I was like, I made like, I made sure I could get that vaccine. Cause I was like, I, nothing is, but the second they say, oh, like maybe people can fly for like, I don't know, 
two weeks and then like they don't have like whatever they were going to do I was like I'm on that first plane that's out of here um however I can get out of here um I don't know when that will be hopefully ideally like my my dream is that it'll be like at the start of next year like that would be great if I could make like a mania week again that would be fantastic um but yeah my plan is just full steam ahead I like I think it's really hard at the moment to try and keep myself relevant, keep myself in people's like minds and producing content and stuff. Um, and so I'm just trying to do as much of that now that I can do so that when the world does open up and I go, Hey guys, I'm here, I'm available. I'm ready. The, the answer is yes. Okay, please. We want you for whatever, for everything and anything. I know one of the things, too, that you were highly looking forward to that was also recently announced was the return of Shimmer, which is supposed to be happening this fall. And unfortunately, it doesn't look like you're going to be able to participate. But I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe you never know. Miracles happen. But <laughs> right. What are your thoughts then on the return of Shimmer of Shimmer happening this fall? I'm super excited for it. I'm so excited. Um I'm like shimmer is just like it's like my home away from home like PWA in Australia is my home and then shimmer is my home over in America and mm -hmm. um without shimmer I wouldn't have the career that I've had I wouldn't have been able to share the ring with so many great inspiring knowledgeable women that have been able to like progress me as a professional wrestler and progress my career and so I, I'm forever grateful to shimmer and to Dave and to danger like for believing in me for like five seconds even and just letting me have like the opportunity to be there. Um, I'm so excited to see who is, like, I think so much has changed in the like year and a half since the, well, no, it'll be two years since the last shimmer. So much has changed uh, as far as the face of, uh, of what women's wrestling in America is. Um, so I'm intrigued and excited to see who's on the card, what matches we get, uh, how it all goes down. And I just, even though Dave tells me every shimmer that it's his last shimmer and he's going to tell me that every time, I've, <laughs> I've made it very clear to, to Dave that this cannot be the last shimmer. Even if he thinks that it's the last shimmer, <clears throat> it is not the last shimmer. You are going to run shimmer when the Aussies are allowed back in because it's not shimmer without the Aussies. There it is. Um, <laughs> do you have a memorable moment in shimmer that stands out to you? Oh my gosh. Um, I have, I have a few. Um, so let's, so the, the, the moment that I guess like got me the notoriety, notoriety or like, you know, got me a bit more street cred as a professional wrestler before that I was kind of just like, I don't know, like people were like, Oh, she's cute and fun, whatever. But like, can she, is she like tough? I don't know. Um, so when I was wrestling Shayna Baszler, this was now in like 2016, I want to say. Um, and there was a spot where I did a, a Rana and my, as I was going down, uh, my head scraped the side of the guardrail and I like gashed open my head. And I didn't even like, I knew I hit my head, but I wasn't like, what's like, I was fine. Like I knew I wasn't like concussed or anything. So I was just like, oh, okay, I'll keep going. And I just remember like, um, getting in the ring and then just hearing this guy go, oh, my God, her effing head. And I was like, what? what? And then that's when I was like, 
oh, like I'm, I'm bleeding. Um, and so then like my whole, like, cause I'm blonde, like my whole hair just went red. Um, and so that's like a very memorable moment of like when people, cause I, then I, I like, I finished the match and I, and stuff. And then I had to go get seven staples in my head. Uh, so that's a memorable moment. Cause that was what, what got me like street cred um, as like, <laughs> like, like not, not a little bitch. Like they were like, oh, okay. She's okay. Like, um, and then my uh, my other like most memorable moment was when I um, had my first singles main event at Shimmer for the Shimmer Championship against Nicole Savoy, who's one of my absolute favorite opponents of all time. Um, and I love that match. I love wrestling Nicole Savoy. I wonder every single day why Nicole Savoy is not on my TV every single week uh, making millions of dollars because I think she's the best. <laughs> You talk about having crazy moments like that, though, in Shimmer, like your match against Shayna Baszler. But as a 13-year veteran in this industry, what do you think has been the wildest or craziest thing you have ever seen take place in a wrestling ring? Whether it was a match stipulation, a crazy move sequence. I've heard some crazy ones, but I want to know from your experience, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen? Oh, my gosh. I've seen some crazy things. Um trying to think what what the most crazy is like I think like everything that I've that I've witnessed when I was at um Joey Janela's spring break was insane just the the show from top to bottom like the um the whole show was the cluster was there that was the clusterfuck and it was like (laughs) 60 people and the like the best thing I've seen from that was that there was like this thing online where um, Ethan Page was like, um, matches need agents. And so then they were like joking, like, oh, Ethan Page will be the agent for the, for the clusterfuck. But then he was legitimately the agent for it. And I just saw him like hiding in a room and like wrestling, like, cause there's like 60 wrestlers in this match trying to come up and be like, Hey, what am I doing? And him just being like, leave me alone. <laughs> and I was like, this is the best rib I've ever seen. Like <laughs> he's just actually making him do this. Um, but yeah. And then there was, that was a wild, wild night. I just, gosh, there's, there's been so many crazy things that it all sort of merges together at this point. Cause it's just chaos always. Um, maybe kind of streamlining the crazy things. Um, you had mentioned in an interview that when you came to America, there's a time where you just like, just got into a car, drove 17 hours to, to a promotion, stuff like that. And from what I hear from a lot of wrestlers, there's just a lot of crazy car stories on the way to a promotion or on the way to a high or, or on the way to a hotel. Is there any crazy stories? Like, you know, you hate a moose. I don't know. Something. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't hit a moose. Um, maybe, I've never seen a moose in real life, I don't think. Um, I think with the, the crazy drives, I think it's just like the people that you end up in the car with are just so, like, obscure. Like, I, you know, like they'll pick you up from the airport and, like, suddenly you're in the car with Nick Gage and then, like, a week later you're in the car with Ted DiBiase. Like, it's just, like, you're just like it's just straight like the the like variance of people that you, you just end up being like cool like I guess we're catching a taxi together person <laughs> that doesn't know me at all okay and like like just things like that like I t- caught a taxi with like the young bucks one time when they were down in Australia and I was just like oh I'm so awkward right now I do not know why I'm in this like they were just like you guys in this taxi to the airport and I was like cool 
me, yep, just me and Matt and Nick just hanging out. <laughs> best friends here in this taxi. Can't wait. <laughs> so I think that's like the weirdness. Like you just end up with, like you just meet so many different people that you just would never get to meet if you're not just like running around traveling and going to different shows and you're just like, what is happening? This is just strange. You know, once this lockdown is over, I know this is a place that you're really keen on traveling to and it's Texas. And you, I've seen you say that there's been something in the water with the wrestlers in Texas. And I have to agree with you, but also mm-hmm. the Australian wrestlers. So from your point of view, why do you think that is specifically with Texas and Australia? I don't know what, I have no idea what it is. I think it's that we're, we're like, I, I, I think maybe it's we've had very strong like female uh, people to like lead us like with Texas they have Thunder Rosa right now who's really leading the, the charge yeah. and yeah. like getting all the women together and in Australia we had Madison Eagles I think maybe that probably has a lot to do with it having a woman that is in power and pushing the women to get better and not just letting us you know get by on oh they need a woman for the show so you're booked or whatever um but I think I, but I, it's not even just that. It's just like the talent is just, I don't know. I don't know how these Texas girls got so good. I don't know how the Aussie girls got so good. But like, it's just, they are. They like, they, I guess they just work really hard and it's just amazing to watch. And I like, my dream is like a, a Texas women versus Aussie women like show. Like, like yes. I think, oh my God, we would all have so many bangers and I'd be so excited. I just want to watch it. I don't even care if I'm in it or not. I just want to watch all the matches happen. That, um, well, honestly, that's what I was thinking today as far as, like, what's in the water. But I also feel like it has to do with, you know, the women leading the charge but also great wrestling schools. It's like um, Booker T's wrestling school's there, and then Thunder Rosa has Vision Pro Wrestling. I think that combination, because it seems like a lot of the girls weave in and out between those two things. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing with Australia. It's like you have that, once you have that good, the good school, because I've heard some terrible things about terrible wrestling schools. So, you know, you have that, then that's, that, that's great. But leading to like the dream booking, if you, and you kind of hinted at that. So if you can theoretically book a card of a all-women's wrestling show, like who would be your main event? Well, Oh. oh my gosh. Can it be me and Thunder Rosa? Can that be the main event? Sure. <laughs> You're the booker. Why not? I'm the booker. I've, I've, I put my, I've wrestled her before, but like, I think we could tear it down in a main event. Um, I think there's, there's so many ones that I want to see. I want to see like Charlie Evans and like um, bloody, I don't know, Maddie Rinkowski. I want to see like Jessica Troy wrestle freaking vert vixen i just like there's so many like there's just oh i want to see it all happen all of it (laughs) so do i right especially obviously some of the australian girls have been here to the u.s with shimmer and stuff but we've never really seen like a a a major texas crossover so i think that has to be in everybody like somebody needs to book that like honestly (laughs) exactly someone does but speaking of the Aussies kind of being in the States here, obviously now there's been some major Aussies making some major moves, at least on WWE television, like Rhea Ripley, Indy Hartwell, Tony Storm, and also the newly signed Steph DeLander. So what are your thoughts on all of these amazing Australian representatives making some major moves on some major television, Shazza? 
Oh my God. It's like, it's amazing. It's like, it's so crazy because 13 years ago when I started, the idea of a Australian being in WWE was laughable, like absolutely laughable. When Tennille got signed, then people were like, oh, okay, like maybe it is doable, but they're not going to hire more than one Australian. Like they've, they've met their quota. Mm-hmm. And then when like, Cass and Jess got signed, it was like, oh, maybe, maybe they will. Maybe they are open to it. And so now to be like this many years later and see like this second generation, because like, like Tony and Indy and Rhea, I always, I consider them all to be like this, the generation that came after me. So mm-hmm. um, like to watch that generation really flourish, um, it just makes me think how much better, like it's just, they've really flourished. And then there's a the generation below them now with like Indy and Steph and like how much they're going to be able to flourish now. And then like years later, like the next generation that comes through, like it just, the more Australians that break down that barrier and get into the major, something the better because that one brings eyes back onto Australian wrestling and two, it just opens the doors and it just makes it more possible and more hopeful for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, what I really like is, you know, is, is exactly what you were saying. At one point, it's like, okay, you have one person from Australia and you have one person from this country. And I'm really loving to see the variety because, like, being from Canada, I get this all the time. It's like, oh, all Canadians are like this. And I'm like, there's a big... No. All don't say please we'll actually do but still you know it's we're, we're not all the same type of same type of people so i really love seeing that because now you're seeing the variety because if you haven't been to australia like this and you love wrestling it's a really good i, I just love to see it's not the cookie cutter so like i really yeah. appreciate wwe doing that now if if there is a um, match stipulation you like to tackle that you haven't yet what would that be Look, deathmatch wrestling is pretty cool, and I feel like I need I need to have just one. Like I need look, just one. This is, you I, haven't. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't. I was supposed to. Oh wow! Oh, and yeah, then true. the world ended. Yeah. Um, so and like, but I I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't throw it away. Like I don't want to just have a deathmatch for the sake of having a deathmatch. Um, like I like my dream deathmatch is a deathmatch with Charlie Evans, because um, I just think that would be absolute banger um and she's like the deathmatch queen uh but that's that's like that's on my to-do list um but i but i'm not going to like throw it away for anything like it's you know when it happens it's going to be for the right reasons at the right time for the right amount of money for the right amount of fans the right everything so yeah yeah maybe charlie definitely you'd have to get some tips from her because she's definitely like the deathmatch queen like you said especially (laughs) with like deathmatch down under is really coming up in australia so i mean it's probably very much on the bucket list soon obviously as the world opens up again yes right right (laughs) but you you obviously went from a transition last year or maybe earlier the year before from hardcore to hardcore shaz mckenzie to now heartbreak core so along those lines what are some of your favorites or go-to heartbreak songs oh Oh my god okay (laughs) um my favorite song to just like listen to for like 
on repeat is um, Taylor Swift, Dear John. It goes for like five minutes and it's mm-hmm. just, but I'm just like, Dear John. Oh, oh, it's just such a like, <laughs> it gets me so angry at John. I'm like, oh, you're such a snake, mate. And so I love that one. <laughs> I like that. That's a good question. Um, I was like now thinking of like breakup songs too. Um, so what are some ways you lift yourself up if you were ever having an off day or perhaps going through like a heartbreak with you? What would you do? Oh gosh. Um, so usually I don't lift myself up. I'm very, I'm very bad and I get in my feelings and I, and I wallow away. Um, it's just like, I think it's just finding, I think finding routine and is what helps me get through things um, is just so like, you know, with this lockdown, I've had my job, I've had my wrestling, I've had, you know, my life stripped away from me and I can't leave my house. Uh, but I'm finding things like I made, made a commitment to myself to work out every morning. I've made a commitment to myself to go on a walk every day. I've made a commitment to myself to find like to watch or do something each day that that, like helps improve my like wrestling career in some way um so it's just finding things for me it's routine makes things a bit easier and um you know more manageable um and then if that doesn't help then I just eat like a bag of chips and chocolate and then you know that also makes me feel great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but talking about feeling great, and obviously we mentioned earlier, you are a coach at PWA at Pro Wrestling Australia. So words of encouragement, what is your one word of advice to up-and-coming wrestlers, whether they're on the Australian scene or just in general too? Oh, gosh. Um, I think my advice is basically work hard. Um, remember that... Every, everyone in this business is essentially looking out for themselves at the end of the day, so don't take anything too personal, uh, which is a lot easier said than done. Um, but just, you know, make sure that you're doing your best and that's all you can really do. Um, as long as you know each training session, each match, you put as much effort into that as you could, uh, then whatever's going to happen is going to happen and don't get too caught up in what ifs and what you could have done and what like there's there's always going to be something you could have done different or different and could have done better like no one's ever had the perfect match it doesn't exist uh so just keep working and you just gotta keep putting one foot in front of the other i mean yes i definitely agree with that but you've done some ballsy moves meaning that you know you got married and you told your husband hey um, instead of doing Hawaii, let's, let's, you know, be broke for three months and, and do this America thing and do like wrestling. Now, before obviously that happened and you convinced him, but like, how did you come up? Like what happened or what like dawned on you for you to come up with that idea? Um, I think it was, so it was 2018 when it happened. And I, I think like my, my career was kind of like, I, Done. I'd been the heart of Shimmer and like I'd done some stuff for WWE and like I was just kind of at this point where I was like I need to do something different because what I'm doing right now is it isn't gonna get me any further than where I am like just going to America every six months and doing Shimmer 
isn't like I need to get in front of more eyes, in front of more people. I need to work with different people. Like I just, there was just one day, I, th- I think it was I came back from a shimmer trip. Actually, no, it was because we got married and then two days later I flew to shimmer. Um, and then uh, we had, oops, that was when Shimmer was booked. I told Dave he couldn't book it the week after because I was like, bro, I'm not going to Shimmer and then getting married. And like half my bridesmaid, bridesmaids are in Shimmer, so you're going to need to make sure it's the week before. Um, so I got married, went to Shimmer, and then the weekend week after was the Evolution pay-per-view. And so we'd stayed and we went to the Evolution pay-per-view uh, me and like Charlie Evans and Jess Troy and Indy, Indy Hartwell and stuff and Zoe Lucas as well. Uh, so we went to Evolution and I, when I came home from that, I was like, like I, like I, I just, I just knew I, I needed to do, like I needed to do something more and like just doing the same thing over and over again. It's just, I just couldn't do it anymore. I needed, I needed to travel. I needed to get my, I needed to go all in and, you know, maybe fail. Um, but. I just needed to give it a try and say that I gave it a proper try and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out and then kind of didn't work out, but it's okay. Life's okay. You just keep going <laughs> and you just keep trying because I got to take a say. risk sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and you also mentioned too, yeah. like I, I had this experience too. I used to run track and you mentioned this as far as the comp, not the, the, the level of competition like dealing with Australia versus being in America. It's like you can go to a whole bunch of different, you know, wrestling matches in a, in a week. I found the same thing when I like left Canada, we had like our season was three to four um, track meets for the year. And I come to America. It's like, Oh no, we're, we're, we're running from February to the end of the year. It's just kind of like, yeah. okay, cool. So um, it's just like, I, I kind of see where there's just so much more opportunities where you can just go to different states and experience it. So definitely kudos to that. And then kudos for your husband for agreeing, um, you know, <laughs> he's like, okay, sure. Um, so that's he, definitely love. He's a, he's a wrestler too. He was a, he was a wrestler. He's, well, he is a wrestler. And he intended, to, he came with me and with the intention of also wrestling. Uh, and then he broke his elbow two weeks in. Um, and so then he just sat on the couch the whole time. But that's okay. These things happen. <laughs> that's why. It, it is. And as long as you're having fun, fun, fun with it and plenty of stories to tell. Women's Wrestling Talk. Rapid Hot Tags. Ladies, listen up. Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for you and your man's jewels. For any women out there who have come across a hairy bush, you're now in luck. Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, has just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Now make sure your man joins the 2 million men worldwide who already trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with this code WWT at manscaped.com. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man. And trust me, he will thank you. And men, your balls will thank you. <laughs> get, now, you guys remember, get 20% off and free shipping with the code WWT at manscaped.com. And remember, experience premium grooming with no, so we're going to get into rapid hot tags. So rapid hot tags is when I ask you a question. You say the first thing that comes to your mind. This is right. the perfect question for you. Um, favorite quarantine snack? Oreos. 
Oh yes, or heels. Uh, do you prefer working out at home or in the gym or when the gym was open? Oh, in, in the gym, in the gym, please. I hate. I like. I I'm doing it, but I hate it. <laughs> like I'm getting it done, but it, it's the worst. It is. Uh, favorite show to binge watch? Cool. Uh, Buffy. You can always watch Buffy. Uh, if you were able to have a superpower, what would it be? Ooh. Super strength, maybe? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, th I, I would like to be really strong. Super Shazza. I, like, I, I, I go to the gym lots to try and get strong. And if I could just speed that up a little bit, that'd be great. There it is. Uh, your house containing everything you own catches on fire. After saving your loved ones, pets, um, you have you have time to safely make a final dash to save one item. What would it be? I've thought about this a lot, um, just in panic of like what I would take. Um, and I'm pretty sure the panic that I would take would be my wrestling bag, like my gear bag, um, <laughs> which I know is so stupid, but like, it's my gear. I'd be like, oh crap, I have to still wrestle. I don't need my clothes, but like wrestling gear is expensive. I need that. <laughs> I, I mean, the fact that you thought about it, I, like, I don't even know how to, I mean, does the, 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 the house fires happen a lot in Australia? Like what, like what? No, no, um, but like, I live in an apartment building. So sometimes I think, I don't know what the people below me are doing. Like they might. <laughs> They might set things on fire one day and like I have no say in it. Like I know I'm pretty safe, but I don't know how the people are in the building near me are. So I just I just have a I have a thought there. It's it's in now there. That thought, now that thought's in my head. Um last question. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which one would you choose? I think probably the body. I would like to be able to move around and still, I don't like, I don't know. What's the point? I feel like having the mind, but being like decrepit or whatever. I mean, 90 year olds aren't all decrepit. That sounded really, <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. Uh, but like, I, like having, being like super aware of what's happening and not being able to like, you know, do stuff for yourself sounds horrible. Whereas, like, if you're just blissfully not aware of anything, but you can physically do stuff, that sounds kind of great. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. Um, Ella, you've never answered this question. What do you, what, what's your answer to this question? Oh, gosh. I, I thought about this, too, when I saw it. Um, oh, man. It's, it's hard because, like, you don't want to lose your memory and, you know, like, there's Alzheimer's and all of that. So I don't know. But, I mean... I think I would say my mind because like there's so many memories that I don't want to forget that I still want to have with me and like my mind I do so much like work with my mind so I think that maybe Shaz's is different because obviously you're a wrestler you're very physical and all that I am not anymore so I think I have to go with my mind for this one. Oh, that's so I think I'd be body still like yeah it's like I don't mind I mean, that's what phones are for and pictures and, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully we never have to deal with it. So it is what yeah. it is. Hopefully we <laughs> never lose our minds. That would be ideal. That would be ideal. So that's the end of Rapid Hot Tags. Um, <laughs>
number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is Stephanie Hardy and I'm the host and creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast and a co-host of Women's Wrestling Talk. Thank you so much for joining us for our news edition of Women's Wrestling Talk. There's a lot to get into, so let's go. So, first on the docket, we have WWE superstars Scarlett and Karrion Cross announcing their engagement on social media. The longtime couple announced their engagement via Scarlett's Instagram and Twitter accounts, where they posted a picture of themselves smiling and her showing off her ring with the quote saying, pop the champagne, hashtag I said yes. Now, of course, the two made their debut on NXT television on May of 2020, and she was his manager during both of his reigns as NXT champion. Now, since he has made his debut on the main roster on Monday Night Raw, they have not been viewed, they have not been seen together as a unit, but they've both been separated. So hopefully, you know, in the future they will work together, but it's clear that their love is still strong. So we send a special congratulations to them and wish them all the best on their upcoming nuptials. Also in the news, we have Bianca Belair addressing when she found out that she was going to be facing Becky Lynch in that infamous 26-second SummerSlam match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, in a recent interview with Inside the Ropes, she meant they asked her when exactly did she find out or how exactly did she find out that she was going to be facing Becky Lynch in that match. And she stated that she found out after she hit the ring and she was quoted as also saying it was a very, very late and last minute call. Now, Belair also stated that once she found out all of the emotions that we saw play out on her face from the shock and awe to the absolute devastation of her losing the championship were all very much real because everything had just happened and it was an entire roller coaster from beginning to end. Now, as it stands, she's still in the championship picture as she's set to face off against Becky Lynch in a feud, but then another X factor was added in Extreme Rules when Sasha Banks was added to the the match as well into that title picture as well because of course she had been gone since she had been gone since before SummerSlam and nobody knew if she was going to show up for that match which allowed for Becky Lynch to have that spot which allowed for her to win so no one knows exactly what's going to happen but it's clear that the EST is never going to let anybody bring her spirit down so we wish her the best in her pursuit of the SmackDown Women's Championship also in the news, we have AEW possibly introducing a secondary women's championship. Now, according to Andrew Zarian of the Matt Men podcast, All Elite Wrestling is looking to add a secondary women's championship in the near future. The secondary title is slated to be called the TBS Championship, which would be a sister companion to the TNT Championship currently being held by Miro a.k.a. God's Favorite Champion and formerly known as Rusev in WWE. Now, both of AEW's flagship shows, Rampage and Dynamite, are slated to move to TBS in January of 2022. So this should be an amazing opportunity for those women who cannot necessarily reach for the AEW Women's World Championship that's currently being held by Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And it would give them a prize to fight for on the mid-card title, for a mid-card title as opposed to struggling to find time to get in a women's title picture that they might not be able to get in at that moment. So kudos to AEW for giving more of, giving more of their women an opportunity with a secondary title. But this is just a report. Nothing has been confirmed or announced from All Elite Wrestling. 
And finally, we have Impact Knockouts facing off against the top talent of all over the world in Special Knockouts Knockdown Tournament. Now, Impact Hall of Famer and first ever Knockouts Champion Gail Kim announced that the Knockouts Knockdown Tournament will be one night and it will feature four Impact Wrestling knockouts facing off against the top women's wrestlers in all of the world and whoever wins this grueling tournament will receive a future knockouts championship match and it's and the knockouts championship is hot is really hot right now considering it's being held with an iron grip by miss diana Parazzo, aka the virtuosa so it's clear that whoever wins this title will be able to fight forward and fight fair for this amazing title that's all for this edition of Dub of Women's Wrestling Talk, the news edition. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at www.talkpod and visit our website at www.talkpod.com. And you can follow me every on Instagram and on Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy and follow my podcast, the Hardy Wrestling Podcast at Hardy Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Hardy WrestlePod. Thank you so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Before we get out of here, we do a panel question. So essentially we want you guys to get to know us as hosts and you know just kind of pick our brains a little bit. So the question today is if you can create a dream match of two wrestlers in their prime who would they be and why? Cool. See, I know I had this. Ho- I had the whole like show to like think of this, and I still <laughs> haven't I know, figured I, it out. I know it's gonna be like we should play the Jeopardy music. Um, <laughs> you know what? What, what, what are you gonna say? I, I was gonna say I I know mine. Um, yeah. I mean. For me, it, it's a match I've wanted like for a long, long time, but I think it would still apply if you consider like their primes. I really want, like, I would really love like maybe 2008 Mickey James when she was like one of the top females in the Divas division against Charlotte Flair. And uh, and they're like two of the most decorated champions in WWE history. And maybe just because I'm biased, but they've really never even squared off besides the Royal Rumble. And I think that they have two different styles, but they're also very decorated champions and really great in the ring that I think I personally would love to see it. Like a legend, Mickey James, and like second generation Charlotte Flair would, I think, be so, so cool. Ooh, I like that. I like that. You just gave me two. I don't know how the second one came up, but I have two. So the first one is um, Trisha and Sasha Banks. So Trisha had made mention that she's been talking about it for a couple of years, but of course, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Jordan and Kobe or, you know, just, just time. So I definitely want to see that one, but this one just popped into my head. So I think this one's meant to be Nia Jax and China. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I feel Ooh, like that. I like um, that. Yeah. Like, I'm just seeing it in my mind. And I'd be like, if they do this, Matt, like, they do it for, like, 25 minutes, my, my, I would be glued to the screen. Like, no popcorn break, yeah. nothing. It'd be like, I want to see every moment. Like, I feel like that would be awesome. All right. That's, your turn. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, so, 
my normal one would be Trish and Charlotte, but I know Trish and, but Trish and Charlotte happened. But mm-hmm. like prime Trish versus pr- prime Charlotte would be, I think, a bit different. So that's, that's there, but we kind of already saw it. So that's, we'll also just ignore it. Um, <laughs> so I think, um, I think I'm going to go with like Becky and Trish. I think that's like Ooh. the two biggest names in women's wrestling to like transcend media or whatever it is. So I think like Trish, Becky, like prime Trish, prime Becky, let's have it happen. Ooh, I like that. Oh, maybe there's a way, like there's like a cartoonist out there that watches this and then they put it together in cartoon form. Oh, in like a little flip box, flip book, and we can like flip through it, and it just. I just like flip. Books. I don't know. You're adding like another layer. Like I, I was thinking more just on the television, but I no, mean, I, I reckon just like a flip book. Maybe I'll, <laughs> I'm going to spend quarantine making flip books. I don't know. <laughs> there you have it. Um, thank you so much, Shasa. Shazza, yeah, no. yeah. Did you say it? It's because you say, said it with like a question mark. So I was like, I don't know. Like, Shazza? <laughs> but yes, no, that is my name. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much for uh, being on the show with us. I really appreciate it. Uh, for people who don't know you, um, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Shazza underscore McKenzie. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, but uh, I think you just searched Shazza McKenzie. Uh, the best way to support me, though, is my Patreon. So patreon.com forward slash Shazza McKenzie. Uh, that is the top way to support me, and I appreciate it. You've been there doing great is. in your photo shoots, too, on Patreon, girl. I see you. I see oh, you. I'm so glad I did a photo shoot, like, two days before we went into lockdown. I was like, whew, that was... Now I've got content. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who, hopefully we see you in America soon. Hopefully the whatever it is that we're in yeah. uh, will figure itself out and we'll be back to normal again. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. LA is about to just follow suit. Um, but thank you again so much for joining. We really, really appreciate it. Um, Ella, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter at It's Ella J, and you can follow a Wrestling Gal podcast on Twitter and Instagram at a Wrestling Gal as well. And thank you guys so much for joining. We really appreciate it. Um, you can follow everything about women's wrestling talk on www.talkpod.com. Um, don't forget to check us out on Fight TV. So where you're watching us now every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, definitely follow us on all social media at www.talkpod. My name is TK Trinidad. You can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. We really, really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Till next time. Ciao. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.